This is episode 28 of the Joyful Movement Show, and today we're answering your question, can lifting weights still be intuitive or joyful movement? And the answer is, sure it can, but also maybe not. Stay tuned. Hi there. Welcome to the Joyful Movement Show. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, mom, recovering dieter, and founder of Radiant Vitality Wellness. As a personal trainer with my own story of body acceptance, I've seen firsthand how diet culture influences the fitness industry and the damage it causes the women I work with, keeping them on the start, stop cycle, struggling to find motivation. It's now my mission to empower women to break free from torturous exercise, restrictive eating, and body shame. Stick with me and I'll help you discover what moves you so that you can tap into that burning motivation deep inside yourself and experience joyful movement, peace with food, and feel confident in your own skin. Are you ready? Let's lace up our runners, pop the earbuds in and go for a walk while we chat. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome for the first time. I'm Kim Hagel, personal trainer and registered holistic nutritionist. And I'm all about helping women find motivation to move in ways that light them up and make you feel great in and about your body. I feel like movement can be this real sticking point for those of us who've spent years on the dieting or weight loss cycle and where exercise can become this torturous thing we have to do in order to get in shape or lose weight. And that can cause us to have a really dysfunctional relationship with movement. So as we begin to reject diet culture and make peace with our now body and we start, we stop rather restricting food and engaging in punitive exercise, we start to question everything we once knew or did know. So if you've been listening for a while, then you've heard me say before that there's no right or wrong way to do movement. You don't have to run or lift weights or do cardio on the stair climber. You know, in gyms, working out, fitness, it's all a modern day invention anyways. And the truth is that humans don't need exercise. We just need to move. And there's a multitude of options available. You're really only limited by your imagination. Joyful movement is all about discovering what moves you outside of all the rules and shoulds and should nots. I refer to all those rules as the gym police. This is a word that I made up to refer to that voice in your head that's telling you there's a right and a wrong way to move. Um, And if you want more on that particular topic, I encourage you to go back to episode six, which is to challenge the gym police. So all of that to say that In the non-diet space, there tends to be this misconception that rejecting the gym police and embracing joyful movement or intuitive movement should mean that we always move in a gentle way, like only walking or yoga can be intuitive, joyful movement. And there's almost a misconception that anything intense or choreographed or that requires you to use gym equipment, that it's all toxic diet culture and inherently evil. And I don't agree with that message at all, and certainly isn't the message that I want to send. Well, it's true that fitness culture and diet culture are really intertwined, and often there's a belief perpetuated that the only point of exercise is to achieve a certain look or level of fitness or to lose weight. 
It's not true that the equipment or the gym environment or the activity itself is inherently toxic. It's more the attitude around it. In rejecting the gym police and embracing joyful movement, I'm not saying that you have to reject gyms or cardio equipment or lifting weights. You just need to reject the rules and the whole belief that there's a right or wrong way to exercise because there's no good or bad. It's all about building up our movement toolkit full of options that serve your body, mind, and spirit so that movement can become a way that you care for yourself as opposed to a have to on your to-do list. So can weightlifting be intuitive movement? Absolutely. Can it be joyful? Heck yeah. I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea and that's fine, but it's all about challenging yourself on your terms. And that was episode 11 of the Joyful Movement show where I talked about the 10th principle of joyful movement, um, challenging yourself on your terms. So go back and have a listen to that one as well. So why then might you want to consider adding weightlifting to your movement toolkit? Well, it can be a really empowering and uplifting way to move your body. It can create this feeling of confidence, inner strength, power, accomplishment. You know, if you're having a day where you're feeling anxious or apprehensive or stressed out, beaten down by the world, weightlifting can be a great way to change your state. I had a client that I worked with for quite a long time, Becky, and she loved nothing more than doing snatches with the barbell, which is a move where you you take a big barbell and snap it up over your head. She would always just beam whenever we got the barbell out and she'd say, I just feel like such a badass. So how do you know if you're at the point in your joyful movement journey where you might want to explore weightlifting or strength training in some way? It really just comes down to what your goals are for movement. There are tons of benefits to weightlifting, not just for your physical body, but also your mind and spirit too. Of course, we all know first and foremost that weightlifting helps to build muscle, thereby helping to make you stronger all over. So, you know, if you're feeling as though you need more strength in your body to do the things that you have to do in life, whether it's something at your job or carrying kids around, then weightlifting can be a great idea. It's also to our benefit as we age to have strong muscles so that we can maintain our mobility as long as possible. And along the same line, weightlifting also helps to strengthen our bones and joints and to build up our bone density. So we're more resilient to injury and fractures, which is another thing to consider as we age. And also, if you're an athlete of any kind, having strong muscles helps protect you from injury and also can help with your sports performance, both your endurance and your power, and your ability to recover from an endurance workout. Furthermore, strength training will help to improve your posture and your balance. So if you have any sort of imbalances in your body, it's going to help even you out and make your movement a whole lot more functional. It also can help with blood sugar regulation and even cardiovascular health. So if you're a person who doesn't love cardio like myself, you can rest assured that you can still get all of those amazing heart healthy benefits from lifting weights. 
And finally, what I would say is most importantly, adding strength training into your movement toolkit can actually benefit your mental health as well. And I say most importantly, because this is where the joy is found. So a study from 2013 in neuropsychobiology found that strength training, particularly high intensity strength training, can help lessen symptoms in people with depression. So if you have goals such as these to get stronger for any particular reason or to rehabilitate an injury or prevent one or correct an imbalance in your body to improve your longevity and quality of life as you age, or you just want to let off some steam by lifting some heavy things, then it could be to your benefit to add strength training into your movement toolkit. Now, there's another potential outcome to weightlifting that is the one that's most commonly cited by the fitness industry, which is that having muscle on your body can help you burn fat. So therefore, weightlifting is often marketed as a weight loss tool. And while that is something that can happen with strength training, engaging in weightlifting purely to lose weight or achieve a certain look That's to me where it crosses the line from joyful and intuitive movement into potentially punitive and prescribed exercise. It usually results in us disconnecting from our body and our intuition and all those other benefits of strength training and focusing solely on a physical outcome. We become rigid in our plan. We have everything programmed to a T, right? We know exactly what exercises we're going to do, how many reps, how many sets, what weight, and with no consideration of our mood, our energy level, how our body feels, and if this workout even brings us any joy. We've talked before about how body and weight loss goals are the killer to motivation. This is no different. Engaging in weightlifting purely to try to reshape your body is a surefire way to make sure that you end up hating doing it. So there's three questions that I always have my clients ask themselves before any movement session, and this applies to weightlifting too. And this is how you can make sure that the workout you're about to do is intuitive and is going to serve you and your body well. And those three questions are, how do I feel today? How do I want to feel today? And what does my body need? So I like to do this while I'm warming up. I'll ask myself these questions while I do a little check-in with my body. I'm scanning myself from head to toe. I'm just assessing how everything's feeling and moving as I prepare to do my workout. And I'm tuning in to my mood, my energy level, whether I'm sore, whether I'm feeling very energetic or whether I'm feeling rather low on energy. And then I'm asking myself, what type of movement would feel good and how much of it and how intense do I want it to be? And so from there, as you ask yourself these questions and as your body gives you the answers to these questions, you're able to set your intention for that particular workout or movement session. You will be able to tell, is this a day where I want to push myself, challenge myself, or is this a day where I need to pull back? Am I going to stick to the plan that I had, or do I need to alter it based on how I'm feeling? And that's how we tap into our intuition and to our joy. That's how any kind of workout, even an intense weightlifting workout, can be fun because we've listened to our body and we've determined what we need in that moment and we've responded appropriately. So when we do that, it's fun. 
Now, just a little note on joy, because this is another thing that people often get confused about. Like we're supposed to be happy and loving every single moment during a workout or a movement session. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever done a hard, intense workout, there's moments there where you don't necessarily love what's going on. So it can be confusing. And then it's often assumed that working hard then isn't compatible with joyful movement. If you're pushing yourself, the whole idea is to go beyond your comfort zone, and that feels hard and not very fun in the moment. So then are we never to push ourselves if we're chasing joyful movement? No, of course not. It's normal and natural to struggle during a hard workout. It's normal to doubt yourself and wish that it would be over. I still do this too. The difference is all in your mindset. Feeling the need to push yourself or punish yourself because you have to in order to achieve an impossible goal, like weight loss or a certain look or a certain athletic achievement, that's not joyful. That's punishment. But challenging yourself to see what you're capable of on a day when your body feels up for a challenge, that feels pretty amazing. And even though it was hard work at the moment, you leave that session with a feeling of pride and a feeling of accomplishment, and that is joyful. Okay, so weightlifting can be joyful and it can be intuitive. Follow-up question then is, what about planning workouts or programming your training? I mentioned before how prescribing to a plan can take us out of our intuition and can disconnect us from our body. So is planning and programming at all compatible with intuitive weightlifting? Well, again, it depends on your mindset. Having a plan, having a schedule can be a good way to maintain safety and ensure a balanced approach to your training and make sure that you're preventing overtraining or injury. But There's got to be some flexibility in the plan. There's got to be the opportunity for you to listen to your body or your mood. So for example, if today is arm day and you're either excessively sore or you're just not in the mood for working your arms today, taking an intuitive approach would mean that you're willing to be flexible with that plan, listen to your body and substitute something else without guilt or shame that you've strayed from the plan. Sticking to a plan for fear that you won't reach your goal or it'll cause a setback and you'll get off course if you deviate at all, that's the gym police and diet culture sneaking again with their rules. So hopefully that distinction helps clear that up. There are a lot of nuances when it comes to intuitive movement and it can get We can overthink it, I guess is what I mean to say there. So really, it just all comes back to what's your motivation behind the movement. And if you're listening to your body and asking your body what it needs and serving those needs in the moment, then that's intuitive movement and that's joyful movement. So if you're listening to this and thinking that you'd like to incorporate weight training into your movement toolkit... It it is important that you get some instruction and support if you're a beginner, if you're just starting out. 
You're going to want to make sure that you're working with a qualified professional who understands your goals and can help you figure out which movements to incorporate that are safe and effective for the goals that you have and with the abilities and limitations that are unique to you. And you want that professional to be able to be there to guide you through the movement to ensure that your form is good so that you progress safely and without injury. Now you might be listening and going, yeah, I, I hear the benefits. I want to include weightlifting in my mo- movement toolkit. I see the benefit of having support, but ee, I'm not so sure about going into a gym. That can invoke a feeling of, of fear and anxiety in a lot of people. And I just want to say that fear is entirely justified. Gyms are not always a safe and supportive environment. I have met more than a few women and men too who have felt intimidated, judged, stigmatized, shamed, or like a failure in a gym or fitness environment. And I'm talking beyond even just the traditional gyms, even some private studios or even online programs where we don't even have a personal interaction with the instructor can cause us to have these kinds of feelings. I recently posted a question on my Instagram stories asking if people felt safe in a gym environment, and if not, what made them feel uneasy in a gym or fitness class, and my DMs lit up like Christmas. I've never seen so many responses to a question before, which is very unfortunate, but clearly this is an issue. People were saying things like, Uh, Even the person at the front desk wasn't welcoming and they felt intimidated or they uh, didn't enjoy having to be weighed and measured and put through fitness tests. They felt like a lost cause. Um, It's intimidating to see the bodybuilders grunting and throwing their weights around or people looking at you and making judgments while you work out, Um, feeling like an outsider in a fitness class because everybody knows what they're doing but you. Uh, And trainers and instructors who assume you're only there to lose weight and talk constantly about burn this, tone that, earn your dessert, and all of those diet culture-y motivation sayings that get said. Now, I'm not trying to paint gyms or all trainers and fitness instructors with a bad brush here because most of them are genuinely amazing people who are very passionate about their work and care very deeply for their clients and only want to help them achieve their goals. The problem isn't the gym or the trainers themselves. It's the influence of diet culture on the fitness industry that unfortunately most fitness professionals are completely unaware of. I mean, that was me too. All I knew up until a couple years ago was how to design workout programs in order to achieve a certain physical look or outcome. That's how we're educated, and that's how we're taught to support our clients. Of course, we know all the other benefits of exercise, but it's almost taught to us as a side effect of getting in shape and losing weight. And generally, most clients we see in a gym present with a weight loss goal. So it's only natural that our programming revolves around this. We want to give people what they came for. So it's natural and it's understandable, but it's off-putting to many people. And I think it just really needs to change. And that's why I speak out about this kind of stuff. It's not truly effective at motivating people. And it, it doesn't make the gym environment welcoming or accessible to many folks. So what I recommend if you're looking to learn strength training in a safe, empowering, weight-inclusive way is to seek out a non-diet personal trainer. 
They are out there. If you search the internet or social media, you should be able to tell by their bio or their website what they're all about. There's key words that you want to see in their marketing. Words like non-diet, weight-inclusive, health at every size aligned, or functional movement specialist. This should be really clear when you're looking at their stuff. But if you're not sure, send a message and ask what their views on health at every size are and weight neutrality. A non-diet trainer should have policies around body-centered metrics. Like for instance, myself, I never weigh or measure my clients. I don't talk about the size of their body at all, ever. I never use words like burn, tone, slim, shape, sculpt. The only time I talk about body parts is in reference to form or function. So look for those words or listen for those words if you're having a consultation with a potential trainer and you'll get a feel for whether they seem like a good fit for someone who's going to support your non-diet movement goals. And if you can't find a non-diet trainer, or if it makes more sense to go to your local gym, then just it's important for you to know that you'll have to advocate for yourself. So I recommend before you even step foot in the door, know your goals, know your why, determine what it is that you want out of your fitness program before you even begin. You want to be really clear on your goals so that you can clearly communicate to your trainer what it is that you're training for. That way, when you do meet together, you can share that. And if they ask about weight loss and such things, you can say that, you know, when you focus on weight, it really messes with your motivation. So you're choosing to set non-weight related goals and they should honor that goal. Next, you can ask how your progress will be measured. Will fitness tests be performed? Will I be weighed? Will I be measured? If so, you have the right to refuse and ask how else they might measure your progress. And lastly, if you do find yourself in a class or a session and hear diet culture messaging or cues from the instructors or trainers, you can speak to them privately after class and let them know how hearing those things makes you feel. I think it's important that we provide that feedback about how this messaging affects us, Because that's how we're going to start to see change in fitness culture. And that's how we're going to make fitness become more accessible and inclusive for everyone. All right. So hopefully that clears up your questions about weightlifting the intuitive or joyful way and gives you some ideas on the benefits of strength training and how you can get started with it in a safe way. It really just all comes back to listening to how your body feels and choosing movement each time that will get you closer to the desired feeling that you're after. Challenging yourself on your terms because you want to, not because any set of rules says that you have to. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love if you'd share it or take a few minutes and leave a review over on iTunes. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I do appreciate each one of you for being part of the Radiant Vitality community. I'll be back here next week again, but in the meantime, you can hang out with me on Instagram or Facebook at Radiant Vitality Wellness, or you can learn more about how to work with me on my website, www.radiantvitality.ca. Bye for now, my friend, and here's to your Radiant Vitality. Hey, before you go... 
I just want to tell you how grateful I am for you. It means the world to me that you're part of our Radiant Vitality community. I've got a free gift for you. Head on over to my website and download The Motivation Secret, the simple mindset shift that will get you off the start-stop cycle for good. The link is in the show notes. And hey, if you enjoy this podcast, the greatest gift you could give me is to leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Your shares and reviews help move our show up the rankings on the podcast directories so that it can be seen by more women just like you who are ready for something different with fitness. Bye for now, friend.